Hello and welcome once again to the Dispatch Podcast Week in Review. I am Paul Cross and I'm joined by a very nervous, edgy Felicity McNeil, PSM Chair of Better Access Australia and known to many as a big supporter of the Melbourne Demons who are playing this evening. Yeah, 20 minutes, Paul, let's go. <laughs> that's a, that's a, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry, it's not all about me, but it's all about me. <laughs> uh, so, Paul, it was an interesting week in the Parliament. Um, we've seen a number of people fly out of here tonight via the Chairman's Lounge. <laughs> yes. And um, it was... <laughs> It, it was a big focus on the PBS in two different spaces, but the first one that you went to yesterday, the annual Farmers Conference. Yeah, it was uh, hosted by Medicines Australia in Parliament House, annual event. There's some really interesting things. It was great to see everyone for a start, and I think for many of us we're still <laughs> recovering from pandemic lockdown, so it is great to get out and engage. The companies, maybe 15 to 20 companies, had set up – showcases, uh, a bit of a trade show, highlighting some of their technologies, and that was that was fantastic. Uh, Bayer had a great one. They all they were all great. They were all, all, all great. Pfizer had a really good one. Medicines Australia had one. They were all great. Uh, there were some people dressed up in fantastic costumes. They did a they did a great job. The Novartis one was, I think, the big hit because it was a heart screen. Yeah. So it was. And just, how are you doing? Well, I choose not to know, but. It was a, just a, a throughput of ministers, cabinet ministers, and other politicians. So I thought they did a they did a great job. But they but they were they were all good. Look, the the panel conversations, you know, they were they were fine. I could take or leave take or leave them. I, I think. But overall, I think it was really good. And I'd like to say that it's just a fantastic thing when the industry puts on that exhibition of the technologies that it's bringing to patients in Australia. Yeah, look, completely agree. Um, like I said, we, we didn't go this year, but we have been in other years and I've been also even when I was a government official, which I think is very important. But those trade shows are the impressive space. Too much, and we, I know we're going to talk about you know the future of the PBS, too much of what we talk about on a day-to-day basis is about market access, it's about PBAC processes those trade shows are the opportunity to say, this is what you're investing in. If you think about what Brendan wrote in your um, publication a couple of weeks Brendan back. Shaw. Yeah, and what yeah. we talked about, which is the intergenerational report highlighting that health is a cost. It's not. It's an investment. And those um, trade shows, as, as you call them, are that opportunity to understand this is why you invest Parliament. This is what you are giving the community, giving productivity, giving patience. What I, what I loved about it, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, I mean, I said the Novartis heart screen one was great because it was actually prov- providing people with a useful tool. And I did, How many people went I did home some, crying? I did say, I did, someone did come up to me and say, Paul, Paul, Paul. I said, what? Well, I said, the, the thing, and I've got a 2% chance of having a heart attack. I said, over what period of time? And they said five years, and I said, oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> but the Bayer one was fantastic because it was a train, an actual trainer with a medical technology for doctors. So this person goes around and speaks to clinicians about IUDs, and it was just incredibly interesting. So kudos kudos to all the companies for doing that, and uh, it was. You know, we're going to talk about it. It wasn't, wasn't the only PBS demonstration in Canberra this week. Very much so. And I, I think, you know, there's always there's two parts to that. Like you said, there's the actual demonstration of the technology, which is 100% awesome. 
then there was the demonstration for a hashtag stronger PBS and the um, interviews you sat through, all the, the panel conversations. But you and I both went to a third demonstration for the PBS and that was the 2,000 odd pharmacists on Monday who showed up to highlight to the community and to the parliament that whilst they support cheaper medicines, the pharmacy assistants, the women in particular, um, who have t- who tend to be the dominant health workers as pharmacy assistants, and the job losses that they were facing and the concerns they had, a very different demonstration and very differently received by the parliament. It was. I actually spoke to one of the organisers of that demonstration early Monday as they were making their way. And so for context, there was over 2,000 and up to 3,000. And they travelled from all over Australia, many by bus, others by airplane or just driven themselves. One of the people I'd spoken to, one of the organisers, she just said, um, look, we'll be there, there'll be thousands of us, so you won't be able to miss us. And I thought she was joking. But parked at Old Parliament House and walked up the hill to the Federation Square area, and all you could hear was this cacophony of noise. And they were angry, and, and they've got every right to be angry when you look at the way this policy has been designed. There's nothing in this about the government making medicines cheaper. What they're doing is halving the cost of scripts by compelling pharmacists to dispense twice as much product. Now, we can argue the right and wrong of that from a health policy perspective, but what can't be argued is the way it's been done, the way it's been done. Absolutely, and there's been a lot of controversy in the parliament this week, and I have been quite disappointed with the way some individuals or parties in the parliament have treated these people who have a right to come to parliament and explain what this means for them. This is a government that has prided itself on recognising that healthcare workers in the aged care sector were some of the most underpaid in the community, predominantly women, and they took a stand to actually rectify that. Yet at the same time, the majority of people that were at that protest, that demonstration, were women because of the role that they play. And it's not the pharmacist that's going to lose their job. It's the pharmacy assistants that are going to lose their jobs or have reduced hours. And I'm gravely concerned that when ministers can talk about what they're going to do for Qatar because they're worried about women and when they can all talk about um, the need to improve health care for women, these were female healthcare workers and they deserve to be listened to and they deserve to be respected and I'd like to remind some of the listeners who have been dismissive and disrespectful because you are in a sector where you don't have to go into the office every day your job security is a lot better and you need to understand that there but for the grace of the opportunities you have we need solidarity not disrespect for each other's concerns about the PBS. Well, and let's face it, hashtag stronger PBS campaign is a explicit criticism of the current program. So I don't think anyone maybe, wants to admit that. Maybe the, yes. maybe the tone is a little bit well. It's at the very <laughs> least implied. Maybe the tones of these demonstrations was was a little bit different on the day. But 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 the fact is that the pharmacists, this is coming out of their own pocket. Yes. And these are people who've put their livelihoods on the line. They've got mortgages. They've got business financing arrangements, which will obviously be impacted by this. And that all that all needs to be that all needs to be considered. One of the things that has upset me 
And so the listeners know, this is the second time we've recorded this podcast because we got a bit fired up in the first one. Yeah. But but the one of the things that upsets me is is that this goading of the pharmacists. I think we saw it in the House of Reps yes. on Monday. We've seen it all along, and I think that's revealed some characters, and they haven't been comforting revelations when you think about the first half of this government's first term in office in health. It has been reviewed. There are multiple reviews underway. All of those reviews will start landing very shortly. We'll, we'll have the HDA review. We'll have the government's response to the House of Reps inquiry. We've got the 8CBA negotiation. We've got all of those things. They're all going to land. And I don't see a lot of goodwill amongst the relevant stakeholders. And something like the scope of practice review, where they're going to look at extending prescribing rights to pharmacists and nurse practitioners, these things are going to be incredibly controversial. And I I just think if I'm the minister, I'm looking at this environment now, the stakeholder environment, and I'm going to have some pretty serious concerns about my ability to deliver a positive outcome on the back of a capability review of the health department that says they're not capable of delivering complex policy. Wow, there's a lot in that one. Um, first thing, the goading. Mm. I, I think the parliament and I think some of the individuals that you and I are referring to try and, and particularly on Monday, and like I said, I went and talked to those pharmacists mm-hmm. and pharmacy assistants, trying to demonise individuals by saying it's it's like when they say pharmacy lobby and pharmacy guild this is not an an argument against an institution or a multinational company the disrespect they showed was to individual employees in this country and we all need to remember that stop stop doing harm and bullying workers like this is the Australian Labor Party don't bully workers while you're trying to get an outcome from a major organization so i hear you on that the second thing is hashtag stronger PBS. So it's a really important definition. Do we all know what we mean by stronger PBS? What does that mean to Medicines Australia and its members? What does it mean to the pharmacists? What does it mean to clinicians and doctors? What does it mean, heaven forbid, the patients who actually want access to that system? And as you've articulated, there are so many reviews and so many things going on, and they are all running at different speeds, and some things we've already been told quite publicly will be ignored until next year. But meanwhile, this is going on, this is happening, and money is going to need to be found, and we're going to be doing things at a different speed. So where is the strategy? Yeah, well, let's. we've got – this is the frustration, I suppose. Is we now have an 8CPA negotia- negotiation underway, and as we've written this week – that triggers lots of internal government processes. Mark Butler cannot just sit in his office and decide to start an HCPA negotiation. Cabinet will have given him some authority. What that looks like, who knows? I'm going to guess that it almost certainly involves the creation of an interdepartmental committee. So finance, treasury, department of prime minister and the cabinet can have some say in that negotiation. So there's that complexity, all done confidentially. And that's going to have wider implications when you look at the growth in the PBS weight loss drugs, which are inevitably going to end up on the program, all of those things, the need to compensate pharmacy. Then 
Then, then you have the HDA review, which has also been done under the guise of an NDA. And I, I really I want to pay credit to Julia Jones yesterday, who is a patient representative and a patient at the moment. And she got up and asked a question and said, when are we going to be consulted at the start? At the moment, I feel like things or outcomes are delivered and we get consulted on, on this is what we plan to do. What do you think about what we plan to do? It was, a, it was a great question and, frankly, I think people struggled to answer it. Well, because they're all – this is the problem. Everybody accepts that this is the way that they will treat their health system, but it's actually our health system. And you're completely right. 60-day dispensing was done under an NDA with prescribers, select other groups and the government, and then foisted on people, including the community, where – you know, and the government st- does just as what, much of what everyone else does, which is I'll roll out a patient for a, a TikTok to say, isn't my policy great, but I won't actually talk to you on the way through. Oh, uh, yeah, we watched that one together. <laughs> together. But you're right that what part of the reform process for my PBS, my medicines, am I actually able to participate from start to finish and at any point in time see what's happening? Non-disclosure agreements, like you said, on the HTA review, which the industry and the select patient representatives have all signed up to and continue to shut everybody else out on. Then you've got, like you said, the, the 8th CPA, which everybody's already signed their NDAs and we can all just wait and be told afterwards what, what will happen to us uh, and the health system we rely upon. You've got the HTI International Collaboration, which, thank heavens, NICE occasionally puts something on the website so we know it's actually happening in Australia define irony there we've got you know ndss tenders where it took the patient community to actually say excuse me you're supposed to consult with us first and they had to kick and scream to get it those are the things that we actually know about i think what we continue to find is that things come out afterwards so um, the industry signed the you know the ma agreement and the gbma agreement you signed all those and then published it and announced (laughs) it published told us, look, look, isn't this great? Look what we negotiated. Thanks for sharing. Oh, look, we've included consumers in it. Well, have you? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that is an enormous frustration and I think Julia did a great job of articulating that yesterday. I love Julia. To the point, <laughs> to the point people seem to struggle to comprehend the question. But, you know, and I, and I know there are consumers, patients involved in some of these processes and they're probably doing their best in, in difficult circumstances, but, but it is undoubtedly difficult. So next year... The minister and the Albanese government are going to come up a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of issues, a lot of reviews delivering, a, the, the need to consider a lot of things, probably a lot of new spending, and obviously everyone's going to get dragged in and asked to, to help out with that. But the lack of goodwill between the stakeholder groups and actually the, the downright viciousness, yeah, it's not a great element and if I'm the minister, I have to find a way to take the heat out of this. As I'm at, you know, he's probably sitting at the chairman's club in the Canberra airport this evening, mm. uh, <laughs> waiting to get on his flight. Waiting for his upgrade. Waiting to get on his flight. Oh, wasn't it hilarious? All those ministers of Qatar upgraded. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't the know. First class. Oh, they just offered it. They, they just offered it. Oh, just oh, what a coincidence. Oh. Yeah, I booked an economy class airfare and I ended up sitting in 1A. How did, how, that, did that how did that happen? Oh no! I'd like to. Airlines have been doing that in in Canberra for years. So <laughs> so there's that there's that complexity. But I, I if I'm the minister, obviously that's hey is that not, that's not going to that's not going to that's Woo! not going to happen. But but I need to take the heat out of some of this stuff. 
I need to get the, the volume and the temperatures down because otherwise it's it's just you're just going to be sort of you know walking through wet concrete as an old boss used to say to me. Well, you and I would say that that's a really important way to attack some of the most fundamental policy reforms and shifts in service that the health sector is con- contemplating. This this prescribing and scope of, practice, scope of practice, this scope of practice is going to be one of the most seminal reforms potentially for federal and state health because of the way it's going to, to determine who I can get access to for healthcare in a timely and affordable way. And I'm a little bit cynical and I, I think that the minister enjoys the fight and I think he enjoys the fact that the sector is not working together because for him that works because when you're all Vision. trying to take each other down, you don't have a common goal. And so I guess I would reach out, I would beg the sector. You, you are always going to have differences mm. but on 80% you should agree and on the 20% by all means go to the mattresses. But if you all don't agree to work together on what is hashtag stronger PBS, if you don't all get clear what you're trying to achieve, then individually while you're all throwing things at each other and recommending cuts to each other's sector, the system will change. It won't change for the better. It won't be patient-centric. And then you'll be looking to patients to say, you need to stand up for us because we've just had new price cuts or you need to stand up for us because they're closing pharmacies or you need to stand up for us because I'm a GP and I, I don't get to do as much as I used to and I have to share that or I'm a specialist. Mm. You need to actually decide yeah, to and pharmacy assistants play an incredibly important role in our health system and obviously one that's underestimated given the government's uh, decisions in recent months, but I know my own local pharmacist and I always talk about my local pharmacist. They do an absolutely fantastic job. There's one pharmacist and three assistants Mm. in what is a pretty small place. I'm not going to name them, but but they do a fantastic job. Where I live is, which is a sort of older part, of, of town with the older population. Because it makes Paul look really young when he walks <laughs> down the street. <laughs> with my basset. But, the, but the, the, they do an absolutely fantastic job. So are they, are they going to lose? Are we going to lose an assistant? Because that's, yeah. those, assi- those pharmacy assistants are performing a public service as far as I'm concerned. Because I go in there and, yeah, you, give you, you hand your script to the pharmacist, but mostly it's the assistant that helps you around with other things, yeah. whether, you, whether you're looking at some over-the-counter medicines or something. So they perform a really important function. And I, 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 I think when I think about Stronger PBS, they are right in there. They, they are. They, they are right in there. And I, I don't like the way they've been dismissed. But um, They are healthcare workers. They are healthcare, and don't they're ever healthcare workers. It. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, localities, we, we, you were going to ask me a question today about where's good to eat or grab a drink other than the chairman's well, lounge. Apparently, I don't need to ask it. Just <laughs> ask yourself. I was about to get to it. So, speaking of locations that you won't give away. But yes, I, I was actually asked. I mean, I get asked it a bit too when people are coming to town. Yeah. Um, and as we know, I think people forget that that Canberra also is struggling in the cost of living crisis, and yes, it's hard we to believe that. To a restaurant owner today, when you yeah. see when you see Canberra, when you see the politicians, when you see when you see the thousands of people at Astani who who are the FIFO workers yeah. from the various lobbying organisations. Yeah, it's like a mining town, really. It's a sitting weeks, mm. the Astani bar at the realm, which is known to everyone yes. who comes to Canberra, goes from having sort of fifty people in it to five hundred. I was there once this week and it was just absolute. it was standing room only. I mean, the Doma group who own it. And we have no financial <laughs> no. stake in this. We're just, we're just making an, an observation, but there are plenty of good places to go in Canberra. Canberra Raku 
is a Japanese restaurant in town, which is just absolutely magnificent. Yeah, if you love a goat curry, there's a fabulous one in, in Philip. And if you love uh, yeah. Rebel Rebels, quirky. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, get out and explore. I mean, the, it's very easy to go on that sort of little bus up and down to the hill and we all understand why. But also come out and see the rest of Canberra because – there's there's 400,000 people that live here and love living here and we have some great places and just like the rest of the country we're losing some of the places that we love so please don't just spend your money up at Aussie's cafe i promise you there's a lot of good places to get a decent Can sandwich I just say, I tell, I tell and you, a decent coffee we're not where there is okay the parliament house is not a place where you get a decent sandwich i'm going to end on this point the catering <laughs> at farmers come on now I know it's not it's not the fight the fault of Medicines Australia because they're just told what they can accept. It is a glorious venue. You're in Australia's Parliament. You know, it's a it's a magnificent building. But come on. I know last year's event was cancelled because of the passing of the Queen, but did they have to save the food from last year for this year? <laughs> was it that bad? It was absolutely <laughs> horrific. Now I know like I say, it's not I you know, I worked in Parliament House for a long time, so I know the food is pretty limited. Mm. Uh you know, you, you get you get the coffee at Aussies, or you you go into the cafeteria where the staff go, and you get a parliamentary burger. They probably don't have; they probably have tofu burgers now. So I don't I don't know what they what they have now, but it was pretty unhealthy back in the day. But <laughs> this is, you know, I'm sure the chairman's lounge. Is is much much better. Oh yeah, for those of us who aren't lucky enough to be able to go up that escalator and, and turn take, left, take two hard lefts. Ah, in and that for, for those of you who are going into the airport at the same time as the parliamentarians, take they a will photo. go. Up. <laughs> but also stop if you stop at the Capital Brewery. Fantastic yeah. drinks and food. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I suppose the conclusion today is that we're going into a period of high instability. It's not just that there's a lot going on in the PBS now, is that the, 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 the eight CPA has been brought forward by 18 months and that has implications for everyone. So know that everyone is planning for that. But the minister is going to be dealing with a whole bunch of things over the next six to 12 to 18 months based on the outcomes of reviews. Now, some of those things he can kick down the road, but there are going to be other things like scope of practice that are going to be incredibly controversial and... I think taking the heat out of some of these things, stop denigrating stakeholders who are simply defending their interests. That, that, that would be, that would be my, my, my clear message. And maybe, mate, it is quite possible that those pharmacists and their workers were so angry because of the way they've been talked down to, the way government MPs have refused to meet with them. Absolutely. Maybe they're angry, and maybe they're angry at the way this has been done and they've got every right to be, to be angry about that. And you can argue the right or wrong of going loud during a question time, but I don't think it helps when certain ministers are goading them from the floor. Yeah, they can't afford a big conference. They just have to come up and say what's happening to them right now. Yeah. So, Stronger PBS, great idea. Let's just be clear about what it is. Thanks, Felicity, and go Dees tonight. Yeah, good luck with the Blues tomorrow. Go Blues tomorrow.